As we begin this morning, I just want to first thank all those who serve or have served in the military or served in some way to bring our freedoms, our independence, the great blessings which we have in this great country. One of those being the freedom of religion, the freedom of speech, the freedom to be here today, and so many other freedoms. I thank you for helping us with that. So many people have sacrificed their lives, ultimately paying the ultimate sacrifice for their lives with their lives for us, and we also thank them today in how we celebrate with our freedoms. And I hope that you remember those things as you have your cookouts or your get-togethers or whatever else you may do today. Maybe it's even your nap, as many of us like a Sunday afternoon nap. And we can nap with knowing that we have freedom. We do not worry about somebody knocking on our doors to arrest us. As you, we start this morning, I want to ask everybody to open your Bibles to 1 Chronicles 29, chapter 10 to 18. This is back in the Old Testament. We're going the opposite direction. This is page 332, I believe, in the Black Pew Bibles, if you use the Black Pew Bibles. 1 Chronicles 29, 10 to 18. And as you're turning there, I have one final worship song for us. And you don't need to sing along, you don't need to stand, you can just, as you're turning your Bibles, just listen to these words, you can even read the words on the screen, and just ponder them, meditate on them, think about them, and I'll be back in a moment. I'm not a warrior, I'm still afraid to lose. Feeling qualified for what you're calling me to Along with your strength I've got no excuse Cause broken people are exactly who you use So give me faith like Daniel in the lion's den Give me hope like Moses in the wilderness Give me a heart David, Lord, be my defense, so I can face my giants with confidence. You took a shepherd boy and made him a king, so I'm going to trust you and gave you everything. Giants with confidence. Give me faith. 
Daniel in the lion's den. Give me hope like Moses in the wilderness. Give me a heart like David. Lord, be my defense so I can face my giants with confidence. I face my giants with confidence. And hopefully following along with the lyrics and maybe even just thinking about those lyrics and how strong, how powerful they are. Today we celebrate our independence and we should be celebrating our freedoms and the sacrifices which people have made, the great sacrifices which people have made to both bring these freedoms to us and protect these freedoms to us as well. But we also must keep a good understanding that ultimately our faith is not in this country, our soldiers, our political leaders, myself, or yourself, or others. You see, ultimately, we must have a solid faith on God the Father in heaven, on Jesus Christ as Lord and as the, and the Holy Spirit, the triune God. We need faith in Jesus more today than yesterday, because with each and every single day, our faith should be growing, our maturity as Christians should be growing our evidence for our faith should be growing. In this song, I want to speak about these lyrics just, just briefly. I think you see some great lyrics for our own lives, which we should apply to our lives. You see, as we celebrate independence, we must not forget that we also need dependence upon God. As we celebrate independence, may we not forget the dependence we need upon God. It's so easy in this world to think about the independence we have in America, the independence we have to make, the choices we want to make, to do what we want to do, to be who we want to be, as so many people in the world proclaim today. But we must have dependence upon God because it's through God, through Christ, through the Holy Spirit, it's through the triune God that we have everything we have today. It's through Jesus that we have life. And in the song, the lyrics go like this in the chorus. So give me faith like Daniel in the lion's den. Give me hope like Moses in the wilderness. Give me a heart like David. Lord, be my defense so I can face my giants with confidence. We all have giants in our life. We all have wilderness, wild things going on. We all have lions surrounding us metaphorically in different ways. But when we have faith in Christ, faith in God, we remember the Holy Spirit living within us. When we, when we remember these things, we realize the great confidence we might have. It goes on to say, you took a shepherd boy and made him a king, so I'm going to trust you and give you everything. I'll be a conqueror. So I'm going I'm to trust you and give you everything. I'll be a conqueror because you fight for me. You fight for me. You fight for me. And then it ends by saying, I'll be a champion claiming your victory. And it goes back to the chorus. You know, it really makes us think about our life, doesn't it? And this isn't the focus of the sermon today. The focus is going to be on 1 Chronicles 29, 10 to 18. But this does help to transition us to think about in our independence, we also have the dependence to go to God every day. We, we need this dependence to go to God every day. We have freedoms to go to him. 
And notice, God makes those who are faithful in him able to be conquerors. Daniel, Moses, David, insert your name there. We should be champions claiming his victory. And that's what we were talking about with communion today. Proclaiming his death, remembering him. We need dependence upon him. And we praise God for the independence we have today in this great country with great blessings to be able to go to him freely without worry of persecution, without worry of arrest, without worry of death. Yet we also need to remember that there are places all over the world which don't have these freedoms. And we're united together as the church, together as believers, followers of Christ, and we need to be praying for them. We need to be remembering God's great sovereignty remembering his kingdom. In Matthew 6, Jesus tells his followers not to worry about their daily needs. This is a well-known chapter, a well-known verse, well-known scripture passage, which I think some of you remember when I say that Jesus says to look to the birds of the air and how they're provided for and how much more will God take care of you. Those who he loves so much, God loves you. God loves all of us. And it's in that love for us that he sent Jesus to die for us, to provide for us, forgiveness, a restored relationship. But then Jesus says in Matthew 6, and kind of one of our focuses for today, as it goes along with the whole theme, Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will come to you. But then we have to ask ourselves, are we seeking first the kingdom of God? Every day with our lives, are we thinking about him? Are we thinking about his glory or our own? Do we have something to worry about? I hope we don't. I hope you all trust in Jesus as Lord, as Savior, and then we don't have anything to worry about. But are we remembering the love of God in our life? Are we seeking the kingdom of God or the kingdom of America in what we do? And again, please hear my words. It's okay to celebrate America. It's good to celebrate America. We should celebrate America. But we need to make sure we're celebrating God as number one in our life. Because America may save you for a while, but God's the only one that saves you for all of eternity. Are we seeking the kingdom of God or the kingdom of the United States of America as we think about our actions each day? our discussions each day, our debates each day, our clothing each day, our hats each day, which often portray the, the sports, the athletes which we follow, we, we like to talk about, we like to, to think about. As we think about our, our sports athletes, as we portray our love for them, we portray our love for different music and mu- musical artists, talent, as we think about and where, where articles closing, of closing, portraying those we love of a political party, either way, how much do we talk about? How much do people around us hear us talking about Jesus? I got some statistics for you this morning, and they're kind of scary. I don't have this one up on the screen, but in a recent church survey, 55%, 55%, so that's more than half, 55% of those attending claim that their congregation, and this isn't speaking about us specifically, this is just speaking about an average church, 55% of those state that the congregation seems to love America and their political party or leaders more than God. And I hope that's not true, but it's just what people see portrayed 
physically, verbally. Now, here's the other survey. According to another 2020 survey, 29% of Americans never attend church. 29% of Americans never attend church. Now, maybe this is kind of believable because you think about how many friends, how many coworkers, how many relatives we know personally who don't attend church. And yet, how much focus do we put on this? According to the survey, only 24% of Americans attend every week. 11% 11% once a month, 25% seldom, and then there's some odd percentage, which is because they chose not to answer or to state they don't have an opinion. Despite only a fifth of Americans attending church on a weekly basis, almost 40% consider themselves to be very religious. It's an interesting thought, isn't it? Despite only a fifth of Americans attending church on a weekly basis, almost 40% consider themselves to be very religious. But their actions don't line up, do they? Their actions don't line up. And that's just with looking at their attendance to a physical body, a church body. What about when you look at their life on a daily basis? Do those actions line up with the word of God? Now, it's okay to celebrate America's blessings, America's freedom, and your freedom to make these choices. We should. But we need to make sure that we remember, ultimately, that we do have dependence upon one. And that dependence upon one is Jesus Christ, the triune God, for the forgiveness of our sins, that we're no longer held to the bondage of sin. Those chains have been broken free. Amen? Let's praise the Lord for that today. Let's praise the Lord for that every day. There's only one person which does that. That's the triune God. It's not, it's not America. It's not Trump. It's not Biden. It's not your favorite musical artist. It's not your favorite athlete. It's Jesus and Jesus alone. So as we celebrate our independence, as we celebrate our blessings, as we celebrate the great freedoms we have to, to follow whatever, whatever sports team you like, although you should be rooting for the Packers, however you, however you choose to, to, to listen to music or watch movies or whatever, let's remember Jesus as number one. Remember dependence upon him. Give him the glory. Be a champion claiming his great victory. Give him your life. Give him your time. And in order to do all this, which this intro talked about, we must learn to be humble. And humility is hard, isn't it? Because I think naturally, our sinful selves, we all want to talk about ourselves. We want to think about ourselves. Even if it's statistically proven that even as we're listening to somebody else, we're constantly thinking about how we are going to respond Instead of truly having good listening skills and listening to their concerns or what's going on, we're thinking about how we should respond to look good. We must learn to be humble, honest, and have a heart turned towards God. And that's what we're going to see in 1 Chronicles right now. We're going to see today, I want us all to understand that it takes humility, honesty, and a heart turned towards God to maintain a healthy perspective of our earthly purpose. We need to remember that God and country have a rightful place in all of our lives. And God and country are both to be celebrated in America, but God needs to be up here. God needs to be up here. Let's read now from 1 Chronicles 29, 10 to 18. And you should have your Bibles in front of you, Dave, back there. Thank you, Dave. We'll be following along with Scripture on the screen for you as well. Let's read. What a great Scripture we have today. 
Therefore, David, verse 10, chapter 29 of 1 Chronicles. Therefore, David blessed the Lord. Notice in the presence of all the assembly, this wasn't a private thing. In the presence of all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, notice the yours, I underlined every yours, every you. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. It's like David just can't control himself. How many more words can we use? Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Now notice here he goes on. He says, both riches and honor come from you. And you rule over all in your hand are, in your hand are power and might. And in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. And verse 13, something we often forget. He says, and now we thank you, O God. May we always remember to thank God for his great provisions. He says, and now we thank you, our God, and praise your glorious name. In verse 14, he goes on and says, but who am I? Who am I? Another great thing for us to mimic, for us to imitate with our life, to consider ourselves in relation to God. But who am I and what is my people that we should be able thus to offer willingly? For all things come from you. And of your own have we given you. I read an illustration from Pastor Tony Evans talking about this idea here of who are we that we give back to you when really everything comes from you. And he's sharing an illustration of, of um, his sons, his kids coming to him and saying, Dad, may we have money from you so that we can buy you a birthday gift. And really, the, the, the point of the birthday gift isn't really what matters because it was his money that bought it anyways. What matters is that those kids were thoughtful enough to give back to him, to care for him. And here we're seeing the same thing. For all things come from you and of your own have we given you and God delights in us giving back to him of our first fruits. And it goes on and says, verse 15, for we are strangers before you and sojourners as all our fathers were. Our days on the earth are like a shadow and there is no abiding. Oh, Lord, our God, all this abundance that we have provided, that we have provided for, building your house for your holy name comes from your hand and it is all your own. I know, my God, that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. In the uprightness of my heart, I have freely offered all these things. And now I have seen your people. They just had a great offering here. And he says, I have seen your people who are present here offering freely and joyless, joyously to you. And David's greatly delighted in seeing his people do this. But he goes on with a petition to the Lord. And he says, O oh Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our fathers, Keep forever such purposes and thoughts in the hearts of your people that they might always give joyously back to him. And he goes on, and don't miss this final part. Direct their hearts towards you. Direct their hearts towards you. What a timeless thing we see there. What a, what a great principle for our own lives and for our lives and others that we must pray that our hearts be turned to him. 
And you see, it takes this humility, this honesty, and a heart turns towards God to maintain a healthy perspective of our earthly purposes, of remembering that God has given us everything and continues to give us everything. All the blessings we have are because of his sovereignty and his control and his will and his love for us. In this passage today, we see King David. King David in all his riches, his strength, his power, and his earthly glory. He humbly recognizes God. He honestly sees that all of this is from God. Everything he has, David here, is a rich, powerful man, a king. And as, he about, as, he's, as he's speaking to all the people before him, as he's speaking to his son before his son takes over his reign, he's telling them this. He's giving God all the glory, God all the honor, God all the respect, and he's being humble, he's being honest, and he's pleading with God, please help these people to always turn their heart towards you. David humbly recognizes God as the provider of all things, and he acknowledges that the kingdom of God is greater than any earthly kingdom, even his kingdom, which was known as one of the greatest kingdoms that's ever existed. We're not going to spend a bunch of time this morning analyzing this scripture. We don't have the time. But I just want you to see a few great principles from this. You see, again, this were some, this, these were some of David's last words before he would, he would hand this kingdom over to his son, Solomon. And they're important for us to see in this great little message, this great scripture, this little part of scripture, you see that even when we are in a great nation blessed with many great strengths, much power, we should still acknowledge the Lord's place, his proper place, and keep him at number one. In this passage, David reviewed the major lessons he had learned in life. And there's three things, three parts of this. There's praise. There's praise to God for all that he's been given, all he has. There's a presentation of God, and there's a petition to God. There's praise, presentation, and petition. First, he acknowledged that everything belonged to his, to Israel's, to our great God. Everything belongs to God, ultimately. And then David rightly recognizes that, I quote, verse 14, all things come from you. All things come from you. There is nothing that David accomplished that wasn't because God had provided it or allowed it to happen. And David here celebrates God's sovereignty. One commentator greatly pointed out in verse 15, David says, we are strangers before you, sojourners. People are here on earth for only a moment. And by saying this, he recognizes that God's kingdom is different than whatever earthly land we find ourselves in. And this is not to ignore the special relationship God has with the nation of Israel. But for the modern believer, we can take great comfort in knowing God's kingdom is not limited to a single nation. Geographical locale or time in history, God's kingdom is for all people. David knows that his, it has been God's hand that has brought them to this place of prosperity. I think we also can recognize that when we live in prosperity, it's because God has allowed it to be. But then he ends this prayer by asking God to keep the hearts of the people turned towards him. You see, here's the application point. We as believers can allow our new identity in Christ to guide us through a dual citizenship in life. First, remember your citizenship in heaven. 
And second, as Americans, or wherever you are, whoever you are, remember to keep that dual citizenship in the proper order. God is number one. I am second. God is number one. I am second. Whatever it may be, remember God is number one. And David shows us a great example of living in humility, living with honesty, that God's ways are the righteous ways, not the ways of this world, and living with a heart turned towards him. And we, we pray the same thing. May we have a heart turned towards him because it's having a heart turned towards him. It's living in humility and with honesty based upon God's word that will find the proper perspective in all things, in all ways of life. David recognizes these things. And listen to again what he says in verse 11. He says, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. What great things to mimic in our life. What powerful words to remember. What great ideas. You see, it's been said that America has been a place that leads the world. I think we would all agree with these statements. America has been a place that leads the world, a force to be reckoned with. The U.S. remains at the top of the list when it comes to military and economic dominance. Listed as one of the most influential countries in the world. We are used to at least thinking we are number one. And where that sounds like a great thing, it can also be quite blinding because we forget the dependence that we do have to God and we need to have to God and we need to keep this right attitude towards God, this right perspective. And sometimes we need to be humbled, don't we? Matthew 6.33 again says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And I see David doing this and we should too. We shouldn't have blind faith in anybody that they are going to be the perfect savior that saves us from all things because Jesus has already done that. Jesus is that person. And we must have a strong faith in God always. Pray such words to God as turn my heart towards you. Pray such words to God as yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven is yours. Pray such words to God as give me faith in Faith like Daniel in the lion's den. Give me hope like Moses in the wilderness. Give me a heart like David. Lord, be my defense so I can face my giants with confidence. Pray such words, but don't just pray these words. Live these words and be a champion claiming his victory. Be honest, be humble, and be having a heart turned towards him. You see, God is good and God is the source of our joy, our hope, our love. I put joy in there twice. Apparently, I thought we need to be reminded of the joy we have. We have peace and more. Everything that we have is from him. And he wants us to express the joy that he imparts to us and praise him. Psalm 150 tells us that everything that has breath, praise the Lord. And it goes on to this list of with this instrument, with that instrument, with this, with that. Everything you have all the talents you have, all the gifts you have, even the, just the gifts and how you work with your employer, it can be an act of worship. Our discussions with people can be an act of worship. Our debates with people can be an act of worship. And let, let me tell you, my family, not my immediate family, my family, like my mom, my dad, my brothers, we're not good at debating. 
And I, I, I ask forgiveness for this. I hope with you guys, if I ever debate with you, this doesn't show, show through. But when my family debates, we often end up angry at each other and going our different ways. And then we feel awkward and, and horrendous the rest of the day. And we have to go to each other and apologize later. My wife's family, they do it right. They can debate something. And then one minute later, they're giving each other hugs and talking about what's for dinner. <laughs> Me, I don't even want to eat after debating something. Here's the point. Everything we have is from God. No matter what we're debating, no matter what we're thinking about, no matter what we're watching, no matter where we're working, no matter what we're doing, we can give it back to him in worship. I was talking with a, a friend last night that lives in Ohio, and he's talking about wanting to get into full-time ministry and how it's taken him so long. He still struggles. When is this going to happen? And I encourage him, don't forget the ministry you already have in your daily life. He's already doing it. All of you are doing it. All of us can do it. Whatever you're doing with your life, treat it as an act of worship to God. We took part in communion this morning. And what a great idea with what we're talking about today. That yes, we celebrate independence, but we also remember our dependence upon God. We remember him, we proclaim his death, and we proclaim the great blessings we have of his grace, of life, of hope, of joy, of peace. You see, America's history includes great and commendable acts of bravery and sacrifice, and all these things are to celebrate. Yes, today, as we celebrate Mona Independence Day, we remember these things, celebrate these things, do this. Yes, set off some fireworks, be safe, but don't forget your dependence upon God. Don't get so caught up in, in, in all of our freedoms as Americans that we forget our dependence upon him because we need him. We desperately need him. Be thankful to God as David was. Thankful to God in such a way that you're humbled and you see the honesty of his word and you praise him in all you do. And you ask him to turn your heart towards him and you pray that others would turn their hearts towards him as well. Be mindful not to over-spiritualize our nation's rule or anybody else's rule of what God is accomplishing in your life. Remember God's part, because God has a part in everything. John, John 16, tells us, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. No matter what you're dealing with today, we can remember the faith of Daniel, Moses, and David. We can remember the great strengths they had to be conquerors. And we can remember, too, that we also are conquerors through Jesus Christ. We have an eternal life with God the Father in heaven to look forward to. We have hope beyond the things of this world. And what a great joy that gives us. As we celebrate today, celebrate both things. Celebrate this country but celebrate God. I love this quote by Russell Moore. He says, I don't have it on the screen, so if you take notes, you can write it down fast. I'll say it twice. Russell Moore stated, we serve the God of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob, the God and Father of Jesus Christ. The promises that he has made will outlast Mount Rushmore. Let me say that again. We serve the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God and Father of Jesus Christ, 
The promises that he has made will outlast Mount Rushmore. And I say that honestly proclaiming, I can't wait to take my kids to see Mount Rushmore and some of the great sites of this country. I love this country, but don't lose sight on God because his promises are the ones that will endure forever, will always come to be, and will never be broken. God's promises will endure forever, will always come to be, and will never be broken. Let's close in prayer, and I'm going to start with reading those words once again. Blessed are you, Lord. As David says, blessed are you, Lord, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. As one prayed this week, and I also want to pray, Lord, as we all have our, bow, our, our heads bowed to you, Lord, today, we pray. We pray in gratitude, Lord, for those who have fought and still fight for our physical freedoms here at home. Thank you, Lord, for keeping us safe. And thank you, Lord, for equipping those who fight and those who still fight today and have before so that we don't have to. But God, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, for your son, Jesus, who died on the cross so that we may experience freedom from sin, shame, guilt, and death. Thank you for the hope we have in him, for the new life we have in him that we can leave everything else behind and see you as Lord and Savior and giver and see your love. Lord, help us to etch the words Romans 6, 6 on our heart and remember that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. But Lord, may we be slaves to you because you are good, you are perfect, and your kingdom is perfect and will endure forever. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Spirit, for the work you've done and continue to do both in us and through us. And Lord, we pray, we pray today that we would have the faith and strength to keep our eyes focused on the freedoms which you have truly blessed us with. May we not misuse these freedoms, disrespect these freedoms. We pray for faith like David and Moses and Daniel. We pray for strength and to proclaim of Jesus' death and love. May we remember him in all we do. May we proclaim his death. May we treat everything as an act of worship. Lord, we pray that we would be humble, honest, and have a heart turned towards you. Help us to have a right perspective of God and country as we celebrate today and every day. May you be number one because you are truly worthy. And it's in your holy and powerful name, all God's people said, amen. Thank you. Everybody, please stand. Let's close in one final short song.
Thank you. May you celebrate your Independence Day today with the freedom to have dependence upon God as well. May God bless you in your lives.